Hey guys, my name's James. And I'm Corwin. And welcome to This Movie's Gay. Ooh, Corwin, how you doing this week? How you been? Actually, it's been more than a week. It's been a week yeah, and a half. week and a half. We're recording late. Ooh, because it's actually a good thing. Okay, I have a story to tell you. Okay. So, originally, I went, this past weekend, went to a wedding in Muskegon, Michigan. That's where I'm from. That's where I was, I uh, didn't want to be born and raised there, but unfortunately, <laughs> I was. You can't choose where you're born and raised. Yeah. Okay, so, I was there, not, a, I mean, I, I was going to say I was there not enjoying it. Well, I was there now, I was enjoying it when I lived there, did not enjoy it. That's why we moved to beautiful Chicago City. So, we were there. Come again? What's that? Chicago <laughs> City. Oh, God. And Nicole and I were supposed to go to the bus station to drop me off in Holland, Michigan on Monday. We started going there and then we got a flat tire. We did not make it. And that was on, or I think I meant to say on Sunday. Sunday night, that's what was supposed to happen. So we get home. I'm peeved because it will have to be another day, and then that messes up with my schedule. So it's a good thing we didn't plan on recording on Monday, which we normally do. However, I sat down two hours later. I remember, fuck, I did not upload this movie's gay because I thought I was going to be home. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, Frank. Well, this is immediately I knew this was going to happen. I need to make sure Dana from The Rewind and our old co-worker needs to feed Frank again. And then it clicks in my head. Hey, I'm go I guess I'm going to have to pay Dana more to upload this podcast. <laughs> so I had to pay Dana. F I mean, she might have done it for free, but I paid Dana $5 to upload that into the cloud so then I can then upload it onto Anchor because I yeah it's much easier to do that than to just have Dana upload it to Anchor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, freaking out because I'm like, this is unprofessional. If I don't upload this, it would be bad. <laughs> and so I download it. I upload it, which takes a very long time. Nicole's family lives out in the country. They have extremely slow internet. And then I'm listening to it for the episode summary, and it just sounds so, like it sounds like someone put a filter on it, and you can it's like you can only hear the bass from three rooms away. And I'm like, fuck, what happened? Did Dana accidentally upload this incorrectly? Which she almost did because she tried from a different computer. She's like, hey, James, it's saying it can't find the path to this file. And I'm like, Dana, I don't know what's wrong. And I remember Dana five minutes earlier when trying to put it on the USB saying, James, should it be the shortcut? Should I be pasting a shortcut? And I'm like, no, Dana, that's no, please do not upload. Don't put the shortcut there because you're transferring it to a different computer. It won't know the shortcut. Yeah. Dana did do the shortcut. But we figured it out. We got it up there. And then I'm just listening to it. And I'm like, Nicole, either this file got corrupted when Dana transferred it, or maybe your like headphone jack is messed up. And Nicole says, my headphone jack is fine. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll download it again. And then I download it again. And I'm just like, I'm pulling out clumps of my hair, just having a full-blown panic attack. Oh, no. Thinking like, oh, man, I just, I wasted $5 to 
get this uploaded. I'm wasting a bunch of time. I could be enjoying Saturday Night Live right now. This It's going to be unprofessional. C's going to hate us because this isn't <laughs> uploaded on time. So I download it again, and it sounds the same. It sounds like trash. So I'm like, fuck. And Nicole's like, let me see my computer. Sees it. And I'm like, okay, Nicole, just like, Un- just unplug the headphones and let's hear what it sounds like on the speakers. And she's like, no, no, let me check this stuff. Puts on the headphones, still sounds like trash. And then she unplugs it. Sounds fantastic. So Nicole, <laughs> who's like, it's not my headphone jack, James. My computer's perfect. Nicole has a fucked up headphone jack. And I was so upset that uh, I had a panic attack because of it. And I think you were messaging me through this. Oh, and- Yes. And I didn't get any of those until afterwards. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to. uh," But I wasn't fully conveying, hey, man, I'm having a full-blown panic attack. Yeah, I think I might have answered once earlier and been like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah. It did make me. Especially seeing a stream of messages from James. It did make me want to just like give keys to like you and TC and Anissa. So if anything like that were to happen, I can say, hey, can you go to the house and just do this for me? (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shoot, Dana has to use my computer. And oh, man, I hope pornography isn't opened up right now. Because that would be terrible. She's like, oh, James, what? why are you watching this? You just, I feel like that's one of those things you've like got a new computer. You've never watched porn on it a day in your life. And then someone borrows it and you're like, oh, God, is porn on it? Yes. That's, I'm like, that's oh, the no. anxiety that we all live with as millennials. I don't want her to see <laughs> Oh, James, why is he searching Japanese uncensored? <laughs> Because you have to search that in order to get it, guys. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was uh, my follow-up from this week. That sounds awful. The wedding, though, was fantastic. That part was great. I thought, yes, this is this is like a fantastic weekend in Muskegon. And then it, <laughs> it gets soiled by that. Yeah. Luckily, they switched my ticket over. I was afraid they weren't going to have to do that because I called Greyhound, was on hold for 25 minutes. Then they said, oh, unfortunately, you purchased these through Indian Trails through us, so you have to call them. So I mm-hmm. called them, and it says, unfortunately, we're not open, but we do have an emergency after-hours lines, so I called that, and... He put me on hold for like seven minutes and said, hey, since you purchased these through Greyhound, a manager needs to handle this order and there's no manager. You have to call tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, God, I wanted to get on the 7 a.m. bus, but never mind. (laughs) It sounds like you had an adventure. I did see a Facebook video of you and Nicole dancing. Yeah, I, I saw that. It was enjoyable. We were dancing like a pup named Scooby-Doo, how they (laughs) dance on there. And then this one guy who is a pretty good dancer, I just like look at Nicole and everyone and I'm like, everyone start going like dead armed, just like shake your body and just have dead arms. And he's like, this is, this is so unrhythmic. What are you doing? I don't like this. (laughs) I was like, try it out, man. Try it out. It sounds like you were like halfway to doing the Bernie a little bit. The Bernie? Yeah, it's like that dance where you stand and you like you're bending back a little bit and you're just like shaking your uh, shoulders. Is this the Bernie Sanders? No. Ooh. 
No, it's from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, the Weekend at Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you know that's an internet video somewhere. If it's not, you should make it. Weekend at Bernie Sanders. Uh, it's him giving you free health care, baby. Yeah, love that. Don't go to your notes yet. Oh, but Corwin. But we're, we're like 10 minutes in. We need yeah, to introduce the last movie. Week, it was 40 minutes in. And no, it was we beautiful. introduced it way before then. Yeah, after uh, I sm- after you picked up. I, Corwin went to his notes and I smacked it out of his hands and said, nerd, pick it up. And when he tried to pick it up, I kicked it. And then Frank said on it because that's what he does to papers on the ground i feel like between the two of us i'm you're more of the nerd and i'm more of the bully what yeah like just in real life no i i middle finger everyone (laughs) middle fingers up baby (laughs) oh okay well the movie we watched this week is uh fourth man out it's from 2015 which it's been on my list to watch since 2015 because john gabris is in it yeah, I was. I said we're watching this movie, and then James was like, "Is it the one with John Gabris in it?" I was like, yeah. Who? What? Originally, though, maybe this was another movie that he made. I thought, or I mean, not he made one that he's in. I thought the plot line. Yeah, I think this is one that he did with Adam Pally. I thought this one was a single guy going to a bachelor party and the other people are married so it's like the fourth man out but no this mm. this movie was fantastic it was really good i i enjoy it uh i i think i got this movie confused with another movie after i watched it i don't know what the other movie is but for some reason i just had an initial dislike to that that character um, who john gabris is yeah because i thought that he causes drama but it's not it 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 that didn't happen so i'm like oh i'm confusing this with another movie and this one was actually pretty lovely yeah and in the beginning this movie does such a great job of conveying awkward tension yes like it made me feel uncomfortable (laughs) james i feel like you said you (laughs) this is uncomfortable like three times yeah (laughs) uh just in regards to what's happening on the screen not in regards to sitting there and watching the movie oh no no no, it's actually a very enjoyable movie no it's i was i was like oh man i hope corwin likes this movie i i've seen this before okay i it's a rare day that i'm showing you a movie that i haven't seen before uh, except for Things like that. If it's something like that, I probably haven't seen it. But any of these other movies, I, I've more than likely seen it or like know enough about it that I'm like, eh, I'm familiar with this. I was on Tubi over the weekend and I was like, I saw a movie that was recommended to me in LGBTQ and... I was like, oh, man, I have to just send a picture of this to Corwin <laughs> to say we have to do this movie. But it was it was like a lesbian werewolf movie. So let's watch it. OK, yeah, we will watch. <laughs> hey, guys, we know what movie we're watching next week. Um, n- n- Or do you have a guest y- planned? Yes. No, I, I feel like so we're coming up on my birthday. So I want to watch something specific for that. And then the next month is. Literally the week after my birthday is is Pride Week in Chicago. So that's Pride in the United States, pretty much. And uh, yeah, I feel like we should do stuff for that. So we will talk about that later after the podcast when we hang out for a little bit. Oh, yeah. We're having dinner at Siam Country. We're having dinner, having some food. When you guys are listening to this, 
at night will be at Siam Country. I'm that kidding. That won't happen, but... Unless you time travel. Well, also, you upload these at, like, midnight, so... Well, no, I'm saying the Monday of... Oh, the Monday of? Yeah. I mean, possibly. Well, I don't know when we were recording next, but yeah. We'll figure Maybe. it out. Danny Tamborelli style. I like that I just kicked this mic stand around a lot. You're going to have trouble right there. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, fourth man out. J- James is very excited about this movie. I enjoy this movie a lot. It's basically the story is a guy who has three friends, three dude BFFs. friends. They're really close, really good friends. He comes out to them and they're they're in like their early 20s, so which they uh, are not. Yeah, no, they're not in real life. But in the in the movie, he's he's 24. Uh, but they like grew up together and all that. So they're very familiar with each other. So it kind of throws them all through a loop that he came out. So it's them trying to learn more about their, their friend and his journey in self-acceptance and stuff. Uh, that's a nice way to put that, I guess. And yeah, it's just him talking about him being lonely and wanting to find someone. And he goes on a lot of dates and stuff and that's it. That's that's pretty much the movie. Real bad. Yeah, real bad. And then, of course, this, the best of the best friends, has this shitty girlfriend who puts in thoughts of like, oh, your friend wants to F you. Yeah, she says that he's obviously in love with him and all that, but no, he he feels like he's his brother. So, like, that's, that's the whole thing. And then... At one point, they are super drunk after a date with a double date with that girl and her friend who was obnoxious. And I thought he was cool as fuck. Oh my god! No, I vocally um, said, "Oh, just leave." He did. <laughs> he did. So they got really drunk, and then at one point, Adam, our main character, takes Chris's phone. I think it's Chris. The yes. best friend. Yeah. Chris's phone and has it on his other side. And then Chris reaches over to grab his phone, but does it in a really weird way and basically puts his face in front of Adam's face. And Adam thinks that he's trying to kiss him. So he like goes in for a kiss and then, and then they're like, oh, oh God. And Adam's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. And then they have a small falling out where they don't talk to each other and they don't hang out with their other friends for a few weeks until 4th of July and they all come together. And and marriage happens, proposals. Proposal happens. Not, marriage doesn't happen. We don't see a marriage, hey, but we do see proposals, sort of. That's marriage to me. It's proposal not, it's, it's for more, marriage. It, we didn't even see a proposal. We saw, did he propose or yeah. was he? Oh, I thought he was more like, he's like, no, he, yeah, he had hey, the ring box. Family, uh, by the way, we're engaged. Uh, no. No, okay. And remember, I, I was she, writing notes said, at that she time. said, yes, and he said, that's a great answer. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that was that was James's favorite actor in this. Yeah. So, and it's just overall a lovely, lovely thing, lovely story. The friends all come together. There's no big drama except for that moment. Yeah. It's more like they're like, they just suddenly make themselves feel awkward. And because they're shy and all of that, they have trouble coming to terms with that awkward moment. And then when they finally do come together, they, you know, resolve it and it's fine. Yeah. They resolve it by Chris kissing Adam because they're both just talking. And then Chris was like, how does that feel? And Adam's like, it feels like my kissing my brother. Yeah. And if you want to kiss your brother, you kinky as hell, dude. That's gross. Stay away. 
Um, so <laughs> stay away. <laughs> uh, we don't do incest here. We don't um, do that incest here. <laughs> you know, like That's Pink James's- Floyd. <laughs> it's James's next song. Uh, speaking of songs, actually, the lead, Evan Todd, uh, one of the reasons I enjoy this movie is he's a Broadway actor. Um, and he was, was he in, in Dear Evan Hansen. No. Cause his name's Evan. No. Dang uh, it. <laughs> but he was in, uh, Heather's the musical and in, uh, Spring Hamilton. Awakening. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's pretty cool. Uh, Do you think I he's enjoy ever done him. Shakespeare in high school. I mean, I think he went to, Juilliard. That's a college, not a high school. I don't know what he did for high school. I don't know. I just follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Wonder if he did Greece in high school. I'm just listing things that absolutely, if you were in Beauty and the Beast. Um, but he's a so he's a singer for musicals and stuff and performer. He's really good. He's also an openly openly gay man. He's engaged. He's it's. I enjoy. I enjoyed watching him this. And then we also have his other friend who I don't remember the name, who the one that's always reading and has the anger issues. Yeah. Was it Nate? I have no idea. I don't remember his name, but he is, (laughs) he's from Glee. So when we first started watching it, I was like, Cordover Street, that name sounds so familiar because it's a weird name, but I have a friend named Cord. Um, I spelled like that though. Yeah. It's Sam from Glee. Of course he's so. in Glee. His name is a musical note. <laughs> yeah. So we've got two singers in this and we didn't have a song. Uh, again, this yeah, is the second fine. week in a row where we have musical people and no songs. Yeah. It doesn't need to it have needs that. Song. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It that was would, good. That would be like, oh, The Rock's in a movie. Why isn't he wrestling? They're multifaceted. I mean, he does wrestle in quite a few movies. Yeah, wrestles with a... uh, with his inner <laughs> dialogue. No, we uh, no. I mean, like professional he, wrestling. No, no, no. He he, he fights. He does fight though. I uh, thought you were gonna say he does fights. <laughs> he does fights. But oh. that would be like okay if Commons in a movie should he be rapping? Yes. Oh my no, god! I don't. I was just. I'm just. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> I don't know who Common is. <laughs> I know who Common is. Only from that, nope, not even going to try. I do know who he is, though. So, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. What were your, what are some of your thoughts and things, James? I don't, it was just a fantastic, like, I liked the movie. It was a great movie. I don't have, besides quotes that I wrote down, I don't think I have really a lot. I do have a couple stories to tell. Well, Well, first, I would like to ask you, like, how do you eat a banana? Uh, <laughs> um, I put the whole thing in my mouth, um, and then I pull the peel out. And that's yeah. It. <laughs> Some of those that's things what... I think were improved by him because John Gabriel is, and I think the when what's his what's the, the main character's name? Adam. When Adam asks his friends, "Hey, would you like to come over to my parents' house? I'm going to come out." All of them are like, "I have things to do." He's John Gabriel's character says. Ooh, Michelle and I have a Groupon, which, yeah, yeah, that, because it's so real. 
That if, is, yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know John Gabris, he, the thing that he prides himself in, he's like, I'm not great at a lot of things, but I know I'm a great husband. And so it's, he clearly knows like, hey, you can't return a Groupon. If you have it, you need to you use it. You got a Groupon, it. you use it. I've actually had friends who are like, I got a Groupon and I need to use it. Yeah. You want to come? I'm like, yes, yes, I will. I've only ever used Groupon for weird Chicago tours. It's just like haunted tours about murderers and stuff. I did do um, I did do a haunted Segway tour through Groupon nice. through Chicago. I did it with a Segway company that I actually went with at my job. They gave us a free tour. Nice. And that was super fun. So I was like, I want to go back. I wore a crown. I shimmied. It was great. What? What is this? I why would you wearing a crown for a haunted tour? They have like they have like helmets that have things on top of them for like fun helmets. Oh, okay. And if the tour group wants to do a fun helmet, they can do the fun helmet. So I'm like, yeah, give me that okay. goddamn crown. That makes I'm sense. I'm gonna now. wear the crown. And uh they'll pry it out of my cold dead hands. Okay, if if you got Princess Diaried, could you do it? Like told that I'm the princess of a foreign nation, uh, yeah. and that uh, I mean, uh, so, uh, did you say princess or prince? I said princess. Okay. Oh, either or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd, I'd fall well into that. Yeah, I need to learn a lot more politics, foreign politics specifically. All but you need to know is their traditions. I think if you're royalty, you don't need to know politics. Please give me a makeover and yeah. a wardrobe change and let me turn the big stairs into a slide with my friends and i mean i will slide down some stairs with a mattress like that sounds lovely and let me fall in love with uh darn it anne hathaway i don't want to fall in love with anne hathaway i want to fall in love with i don't even know who she falls in love with in the movie oh oh, yeah i don't know either i was gonna say I, i was going to start describing the guy in the cinderella story with well i know chris pine is in the movie but he's i think he's an antagonist i think he's the bad one but i'm also like hey chris pine it would have to be chris pine no he's i think he's the bad guy okay uh, no i'm thinking of chris evans if chris evans were in it he would have to be the hunk i mean they're both hunks so but chris pine is more chris pine star wars star trek Trek? okay Yeah. yeah see he's He's more of like a, he can play a villain more. You're saying he's the bad boy? Yeah. And Chris Evans back then was like, not another teen movie. He did not another teen movie. And he also did Fantastic Four as yeah. uh, the Flame fire. On. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's a hunk. He's a, he's, he's a, a hunk, fun, but he's he a fun loving He could hunk. also be the bad boy. <laughs> so, but not the bad guy. Not, I mean, I don't think the. Guys, I don't let think us know. It, I don't. It's a great movie. <laughs> You're gonna watch that. What uh, Princess Diary? Yeah, two? no, not during the not during the podcast. Just as friends, guys. Let us know. You, Chris Pine or Chris Evans? Who's a bad guy and who's I would a bad love them boy? Both. What if this? We okay. We got to write a movie <laughs> where they're trying to figure out which one's a bad guy and which one's a bad boy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say write a movie where. Where I get Princess Diary. Oh, yeah, we can do that too. Chris Pine and Chris Evans. Love it. Let's do it. 
How uh, would we convince them to do this movie by a great script and a fantastic director? <laughs> who who would we get to direct this to to really seal the deal? Scorsese? Oh no, James, <laughs> we're trying to do a comedy. So then I guess like Adam McKay. Uh, I don't I don't know directors either. The Russo I'm so brothers bad with are that. in. Let's get Taika Watiti. Oh yeah, he. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, he did. I uh, only read it. In I've the never... shadows. Yeah, he also did Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. get him. Perfect. He's friends with Flight of the Concords. We gotta Love get him. It. <laughs> I think he's oh. a real, also really into rugby. Heard him on a podcast once. I, more, you know more than I do. Great, we've got our, our next movie idea. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't started the first one. Uh, <laughs> we haven't. We need a sword and sorcery movie. Yes, guys, we gotta. Like I, that's the one movie I can't find. It's insane. I have seen just one TV series that is, and that's it. But I'm, it's like it's not. It's what's the word for fantasy when it's light fantasy, but not. There's a specific Game of Thrones is this kind of fantasy where it's not just tons of magic and sorcery happening. I. Uh, it's not high fantasy, is it? No. No. Um. Is it? Sword and Sand? No. No, no. no it's uh, We don't know, guys. We don't know. But this series I've seen isn't very magical. It's just kind of set back then, and there's a hint at magic. Okay. But I already... I, I don't remember the name of it. Is it LGBT? Yes, it's L. It's L. Yeah. Interesting. I'll find that. I cannot think of any... I think it's on Vimeo. Oh, then yeah, I definitely don't know. I never watch anything on Vimeo. You have seen one thing from Vimeo. Gay Bed and Breakfast of Terror. That's it. Guys, oh, okay. God. I am he mentioned so, it again. I am so sorry to the fans. Last week I didn't bring it up once. God. And we did really well on that episode. No, no, no. Uh what's it called is doing very well. That was, last week's was... Hurricane Bianca? Yeah, Hurricane Bianca, I brought it up. You did? Yeah. Oh, God. Gotta bring it I... up every time, baby. <laughs> Especially to a guest. Of course I'm bringing it up to a guest. <laughs> unless, it, unless I didn't, then I'm sorry, Brooke. Next time you're on. <laughs> I will go through some of my notes before you start going on about Gay Pen Breakfast of Terror. The invasive neighbor confused me. I have never been... I'm... I'm even even Southern, so we do have some, you know, neighborly interactions and things, but I've never seen a neighbor so invasive in that she was just like always bringing him baked goods and trying to set him up with her niece. It felt like it could have been a family friend or just someone the family knew and he happened to live next to. Also, where are they living that this dude, a mechanic, can... Or I guess mechanics. Were they living together? Or did they all have a separate houses? They had separate houses. Dang. Yeah. Uh, I mean, live not Chicago, but like, I feel like mechanic in other places are, you could get a good decent living on that. I don't know about mechanics, to be honest. I was very intrigued. I know if you, like, if you were the prime mechanic and you owned your own place, yeah, that's good money. But I don't know. I don't know. I think in Chicago, you probably make bank. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he was I. He was enjoyable, the mechanic. The bar that they were drinking at was called the Grog Shop. Have I told you about the word grog? No. Okay. 
So that was actually one of my nicknames uh, growing up from my father because I was very groggy in the morning. I was hard to wake up. So he'd always call me grog. So that's a fun little fact. Hey, aren't we all groggy I am children? I am so hard to wake up uh, in the morning. Once I get a shower, I'm fine and up and ready. Oh, yeah, same. But like that initial like trying to wake up, at least I was. When I was at my old job, I was like that. Um, the one we worked even, together? Yeah. Okay. And even like before that, I was I was like that. But lately, after I left that job and after I started doing like this and started going more into doing performing things and like that, I've just been happier. Well, yeah. And because it's been it, a lot easier to get up and going. Yeah, our job was terrible. Also, working till midnight kind of sucks. I loved that part. I loved working I nights. Mean, I'm up nights, but I wouldn't want to do that work at night. Oh, like, yeah. If I was, if I was performing in a show, Actually, nights, no, perfect. that job doing nights there sucked because there wasn't anything to do or there was too much to do because shit just hit the fan. I It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just know that it was like, I would always get off late and then I'd go home and I'd have to take time to like settle down, get collected, all of that before I could go to sleep. And then I've got really bad insomnia to begin with. So I wouldn't end up going to sleep until like five in the morning. I would just right away, I'd get home, brush my teeth, then go to sleep when I worked nights there and then would wake up at eight or nine. See that, that wouldn't work for me. Cause as soon as I, if I, if I ever did fall asleep immediately, I'd wake up at like 3 a.m. What I loved about it was Frank would always meet me at the door. And one time, Nicole's usually sleeping, but she didn't work the next day. And I came up and she said, James, as soon as, because it was during the summer, windows were open, said, as soon as we heard your keys outside at the gate, Frank darted to the door. <laughs> I was like, Aww. oh, he's such a cute man. Frank's my cat, if you are just listening for the first time. Frank's his cat. So cute. I got I got a story to tell. Okay. Okay, so he's going on a bunch of dates. Yeah. And that montage of things. And first, that guy saying, ooh, he had the best dick, and then pulls out this loaf of bread and says- Mini baguette. Yes, and said, this big, and that's just too big. It's very big. I, it's gigantic. You're never going to put that in all the way of something, so it's it's bad. Like, I feel bad for dudes with, like, anything larger than, like- nine inches i start to feel bad Jesus. yeah <laughs> i'm like dude like it's just going to hurt whoever you're with unless they're experienced with it guys to anyone out there more than nine inches <laughs> i i console you oh, okay but hilarious one of the things where his friends are amping him up before he goes on all these dates is saying hey you're a guy you know what guys like you know, I wish I could fart around a guy or around a girl. <laughs> and he does that on maybe purpose, maybe I, accident. I think it was accident. They ate two. <laughs> apparently they ate two nacho platters. Yes. So, so he was having some digestive issues while making out. And then the guy leaves. So I have a story about out this. out of the car 
and leaves. And he was the nicest one. And okay, so I've I've told a story about this person before. I won't say their names, but if you listen through past episodes, you might be able to be like, ooh, maybe he was talking about this person. So this person in high school told me a story where she was filleting a guy and the guy farted during the blowjob. And just <laughs> she just she this is how she described it. I got up put on my shoes and just left. Didn't talk to him, didn't say anything, just got up, left, and I don't think ever talked to this guy again. That's hilarious. Yeah. Just like a boss said, eh, I don't I don't have to deal with this. As the same thing that the dude did to yeah. Adam. He just they started to make out, he farted once. He was like, "What?" and st- they started making out again and then he did it again and then he just got out. And I thought the second fart was going to be the other guy and the guy was going to like wink at him. <laughs> that was what I was God, hoping for. No, uh, it was way too early in the movie for that. James. Yeah. Well, then it, if it was more of a comedy instead of like a slice of life movie, I think it would have been that. But such and then like an even bigger fart. And then Adam would be like, oh, no, thank you. This is too much. This dude's into cakefarts.com. Oh, God. Do you know what that is? No. It's just like where people were sitting on cakes and like farting on that them. That sounds disgusting, <laughs> It Was it like a sexual thing? Oh, God. They talk about it on uh, Brie Larson's character on United States of Terra does stuff like that. Brie Larson was in United States of Terra? Yeah. Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Yes. She was the daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I didn't know that was that's Brie where, Larson. Yeah, that's where I first... I'm pretty sure... I'm positive. Oh my God. Because before that, she was in Disney movies. Oh, Corwin's checking it right I'm gonna now. I'm going to check it. because And I'm going to fill in I some to, time. I need to rewatch that uh, that show. I don't think I ever finished it because I was watching it with... No, I think we did. But I was watching it with an ex-girlfriend. We might not have finished it. But that's a. it is a great show. I remember the son because his his name in the show was Moose and he was gay. Loved it. Corwin's checking it out. Let me put I so gallery guy. That's what I named him. They said, oh, seems unthreatening. But he then says, I'm going to go. He was a super pretentious art dude and terrible. And I'm glad they ripped into this guy. And he said, well, I'm going to go see my friend. He DJs under E Jack. At the Ince Ince Bar. And that's a that's a great name for that. When he was at... So, as a mechanic, his mechanic friend is always trying to say, like, ooh, did you bang that girl last night? Trying to get deets from him. And finally, at the breaking point, <laughs> he just... This is my favorite part. And he just goes, I don't know tits. I'm no, gay. No, he said, I don't know titties. I'm gay. <laughs> Ah, uh, it was great. Was Brie Larson in it? Yes. Okay. Brie Larson was in United States Star. I'm going to rewatch that show. She sits on a cake and a balloon, I think, and pops them. That's weird. I didn't know that. But yeah, that's uh, great. She's Captain Marvelous now. She's Captain Marvelous. And Room. And Room? What? Room. <laughs> She's Room. <laughs> Who? The titular character of Room. She's I Room. Haven't seen, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, oh, you know the movie where she's <laughs> been in a like room for 15 years or something because she got kidnapped. I 
And no. she has a, has a kid in, in the room. Oh, God. It's either room or the room. You know, I get those movies mixed <laughs> up. I feel like there's like six of them. Tommy Wiseau that, you know, the, the yeah. midnight. Uh, yeah. You know, you know room. I know of. I haven't seen either. You, oh, I, you should check that. the Riff Tracks did room or the room. Again, I don't. <laughs> you, they did not do the Oscar nominated or winning movie. They did the B movie of whichever the Tommy Wiseau movie is. Uh, I wrote Awkward Bathroom down because that was an, also a funny scene where he's Adam's trying to come out to his friends and he's ha- he's struggling telling them every time he works up the courage to try to tell them. They like waylay it. They sidetrack it. And he's not, he just doesn't do it. So in the bathroom, he's like, come on, you can do this or whatever. And the guy beside him just goes, don't yell at it. Don't yell at the little guy. Don't yell at the little guy. I always have to tell that to Nicole when she's yelling at Frank. (laughs) It was so funny. Nicole Uh, really doesn't yell at Frank. Just so everyone knows she's not abusive. I'm glad you put that PSA in there. That needs that needed to be said. I'm uh, mostly speaking Sentai. I'm constantly making the joke that Nicole hits Frank. So I need to... Because uh, she did it while sleeping once <laughs> on accident. <laughs> no! And I felt so bad. So now it's just a recurring joke. And she feels bad about it. <laughs> Sometimes we give his butt little pats to say like, Dude, get out of here. Get out of here, Frank. You just pooped. We don't want you over here. You smell bad. His breath. Go clean uh, yourself up. I wish he could brush his teeth. I mean, can't you? Aren't there little dental treats? Yeah, he's not going to let us do that. Oh, wait, treats? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I, pretty sure they exist. But it, I know they do for dogs. But it's just because he eats the same things all the time. It smells like, you know, when you go to the zoo and you go into the penguin enclosure? That's what his mouth smells like. Well, just... Yeah, get the dental treats. Smells like hot water and fish. Gross. Yeah, he's a gross boy. Uh, Will they taste like mint? I don't know. I think they don't. I'll just give him some Listerine. No, don't give him Listerine. Frank, you want some Listerine? No, he doesn't want Listerine. Oh, man. He's like, is it food? Because if it is, my tummy's grumbling. (laughs) Don't need him trying to get the crumbs. Oh yeah, the, beard. Uh, <laughs> uh, Corwin had croissants, and then he started eating the croissant. And then Frank just like leaps into his lap and like tries to eat crumbs out of his beard. I kept just putting the paper in the way because I don't. I try not to eat directly with my hands for one because I just don't like getting my hands dirty, but also because James doesn't like Ugh, when people so eat with their gross. hands. But so, even this, because the bag was greasy, so it didn't help. I mean, the bag was only greasy in one spot. And Frank kept they rubbing warm. his face towards the bag. And I was like, oh, that boy's going to have a greasy face. <laughs> He's going to be breaking out in little pimples. I want to uh, shave him so bad. Did you have any other stories or was that it? I I, I think that's it. We talked about catfishing before. Uh, oh, his yeah. First date, his first awful date was with Bradster, who was a catfish. And whenever they first met, he was like, so when did you take that picture? And he just kind of said, oh, that wasn't me. I wanted to get to know you first. But like, you're still setting a foundation of dishonesty. So it's still not going to work. Yeah. So just stop find, catfishing. Find a, a younger picture. Just 
if it's seven years younger, if you're that, you know, if you're don't even don't even do that. Like, no, no. I'm saying if you're like 60 and you want to find a photo seven years ago just to boost your own self-confidence, that's fine. Maybe if you start getting into it's fine. Maybe 42 and up, you can go seven years back. Anything younger, there's going to be a lot of change. Yeah, just keep your pictures up to date. You can put the old picture in there if you'd like, like in your in your little slideshow of pictures. Just make sure you have a current picture. Like between 91 and 98, you're not going to change much unless you're me because I was I born in 91. I don't think 98 year olds are going on Tinder dates. Oh, they be fucking bro. <laughs> They just got to stay in the nursing home. They ain't got to go out on dates. Whoa, someone's age shaming over here. Stay in the nursing home. Oh, Don't break a hip. God damn. <laughs> that sounded really... Uh, like st- That sounded like either stay in your lane or stay in your country. And I was like, holy shit, Corwin. Stay in your lane. Oh, I... Oh, God. <laughs> stay in the nursing home. Be oh, safe. Oh, Corwin. Be safe. Yeah, don't break a hip. You can still have a strong hip bone at 98 or 91. And you might have a weak one at 15. You don't want to leave your descendants with large medical bills because you broke your hip at 98. Guys, don't listen to Corwin, our (laughs) many and many 98-year-old listeners. Oh... See in in a bunch of years is going to look back at this when they're 98 and say, got to keep my hip protected. I'm going to be 98 and I'm going to be like, I'm staying in this nursing home, James. Oh, I'm trying to get me to go outside. I'm going to be 98 and going to say, hey, putting this gun in my mouth already. Oh, God, James, that's depressing. (laughs) Yeah, being 98 is depressing. (laughs) Uh, no, they live a whole life. If you're 98, uh, hey, don't stay in the nursing home. Stay in that coffin. <laughs> Jesus, James. Yeah, I'm I'm double downing <laughs> on this. It's bad. Uh, if I see a 98-year-old, I'm saying zombie and friggin' pushing it over. <laughs> oh. If I see a 98-year-old, I'm putting on a helmet so it can't get at my brains. If I see a 98-year-old, I'm showing them the sunlight, because guess what? Zombies is vampires. <laughs> or vampires is zombies, because they're undead. Or a ghoulie. Ghoulies is zombies, too. Yeah, Corwin. <laughs> if I see a 98-year-old, I'm putting dead guts on me so they can't smell my brains, like they did on The Walking Dead. If I see a 98-year-old, I'm not calling them a zombie because guess what? When the zombie apocalypse is really happening, no one calls them zombies. I'm calling Um, them fogies because they're old as hell. There are a bunch of fogies about. Um, I also have a note, the Adam lying awake before he finally told his friends that he was gay just like lying awake with anxiety that's definitely happening to me a couple of times just like sitting there like oh god oh god so when you came out were you how old were you i was in my 20s oh okay was it in college in yes did you have like a core group of friends that you were nervous about telling not really i have literally been 
when I was in high school, I didn't really have a core group of friends like that. So it's, it is nice to see a movie with a core group of friends like that because I jumped around in a bunch of different mm-hmm. cliques and friend groups and stuff like that. So I had like one friend from high school that was like my best friend. And uh, I finally told her in college. Actually, I think I don't think I was 20. I think it was like 18 or 19. And then, yeah. Corwin doesn't remember from all that danky smokes. No, I I was very straight edge in the beginning of college. Didn't do any of that. So, yeah, that's did have a lot of anxiety before I came out with my best friend. So that happened. And to calm your nerves, you smoked some of that dank. Nope. Some you you guzzled some CBD. Nope. Didn't that, even get drunk. Just uh, dealt with my anxiety like a person. Same. That's what I do. Except and CBD, but it's held not a it drug. all in. So that was a, that was a very real uh, scene. And then I love the comedic bit on the end of it where his his friend best best of the best friends chris gets up and throws up and he's like that's not that that's not you uh great also when <laughs> when john gabris's character comes down and he's like what's going on and they go adam's gay he's wearing an op- he's in an open robe and john gabris is a uh, like a bear of a man and he just like covers one nipple really quick <laughs> Uh, oh, and then they they say Adam can't be gay, and then they all go in a circle of re- giving reasons why. Uh, one of them says, "I've seen him eat a bunch of steak like every day." Uh, so one said, "Adam can't be gay; he eats steak every night." Yeah, he ate out a girl in high school, and then I once saw him re- rebuild an entire engine. Yeah, he's a handy gay. I I started watching. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt again. It's so good. <laughs> I say that because Mikey is, is he fixed their yeah, stove on a, an episode. What is his job? His, he's, he's a, a construction worker. Yeah. I was like, I can't remember the word construction worker. I yeah. cannot remember what they're called. I was going to say a builder dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been fine with it. I think builder dudes would have been fine with it too. Builder dudes, you do you. Gay builder dudes also do you. I'm I'm going to a construction site in a couple, like in two weeks. So I will say, hey, you guys fine with being called builder, builder dudes? dudes? I'll t- I'll scream to my dad. Yeah, yeah. I just taught. I I got confirmation from one of the builder dudes. <laughs> I also liked where his friend was like, I just thought you were oddly high. You had oddly high standards in women. And he just goes, I do. They just need to be dudes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Great. Yeah. Let me get some of my quotes out of the way. When the neighbor finds out he's gay and doesn't want him to know she knows, she goes, oh, I need to lie down. Decent people lie down. And it's like, (laughs) what? Uh, And then when she leaves, John Gabris goes, Menopause is a bitch. Once saw it. Uh, once saw it. <laughs> like I saw it slap a kid at Macy's once. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and I laughed very hard at the creepy guy. It, you know the catfish fish guy. He said, "Do you want to come to my basement? I got Xbox 360s. Have you ever heard Huey Lewis in the news on vinyl?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, that is that kind of guy would ask that." Yes, yes, and I've I've been hit on by people like that, and I am like, I am not overly sexual like that. Please stop talking to oh, me. I thought you were going to say, oh, 
I don't give a shit about music. <laughs> I don't give a shit about music. Don't talk to me. You could have it on a wax cylinder that you have to hand crank. Would not care about the fidelity. <laughs> oh. Hey, audiophiles out there are going to get a kick out of that joke. <laughs> I knew nothing about that. They used to like wax cylinders. I, you, okay. Yeah. I'm, and it'd be strapped I'm, yeah. up to a megaphone. Yeah. Thomas Edison. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It's, it sounds like you're being you are, okay. So I saw my niece over the weekend and she's very cool, but she was being very patronizing to me. And I was like, quit being a dick. <laughs> she's 11 and was just like, Oh yeah, uncle. Like, I, and then I said, quit being patronizing. And she's like, yeah, I like my country, Uncle James. I was like, yeah, you're an 11 year old and dumb because you think that means being patriotic. Why are you being mean to your, na- your niece, James? She, no, no, I was just like being a fool and joking with her. And then she's being a tween. And I'm like, get out of here. You're supposed to be the cool uncle. Why aren't you being the cool uncle? Come she, on, James. She had to like walk past me and like grab something. And before I could say it, my sister goes, oh, yeah, watch out. She smells real bad. And then uh, <laughs> then I go, yeah, she smells like Patrick, our brother, after he got done riding his bike. And then uh, my sister's like, oh, oh, yeah, that is what she smells like. Oh, no. And, uh, but I think she just got done playing soccer. So that would be why. B.O. We, I just now that I'm saying that she was in the room. So she was. But I don't think she gave a shit. She doesn't mm. care about being cool. She plays violin. I want to play violin. Yeah, violin would be pretty cool. Or viola. She plays viola. I have more notes outside of the viola thing. Uh, for a gay dude, he can't take a goddamn picture. They say that after or before the neighbor finds out um, because they're looking at his dating profile and he does have a terrible picture. And there are so many like very attractive dudes I've seen on like dating apps and stuff. And I'm like... Why don't you know how to take a goddamn picture? Well, because not everyone's photogenic like you, Corwin. They're attractive. You can see they're attractive. They just take a really poor picture. Okay, selfies ain't for everyone. Don't even do a selfie. Just get a friend to take a picture okay, for Okay, well, you. then it would be Which the is friend what, taking the it's, picture. It's what, uh, it's what his friends end up doing to give him a better dating profile. Guys, just take a picture of your abs. It's fine. They're good friends. I, I, this second time watching it, I enjoyed the friends a lot more. They do have a lot of moments where they feel awkward and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to learn, um, but they feel awkward and they say stupid things. And Chris kind of reins them in and is like, no, we need to be there for him. We said we'd be there for him. So we're going to be there for him when they're making like gay jokes and they're like, Oh God, can I, I, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, do it. You've been doing it for years. I know you don't care or mean anything by that. Just do it. They all say gay, gay, gay. (laughs) It feels nice to say. (laughs) Uh, it, it was, it was nice seeing like a friend group like that. Uh, some bro esque, uh, friends and them being so supportive and, and nice to their friend like it It, i mean they did still have awkward moments with like the guy that has anger issues and reads was like oh he wants to fuck me and like that that stuff was awkward but i think once they all got used to it and they all got over it got over themselves and started supporting their friend it was it was beautiful to see yeah i i mean 
I can't speak. I haven't been in situations like this, but it feels like a real situation where things got kind of messy, but not blown out of proportion messy. It's not like one of the friends was like, oh, I'm going to get drunk and find my gay friend and try and shoot him. But guess what? I end up trying to suck him off. I mean, I'm also just, it's like, James, you're, you're talking like Harmony Corinne type movies, but, uh, do you, you know, kids and all, or Larry Clark movies, but you, you know, like it's, it wasn't blown out of proportion in either way. It's not like they were instantly super supportive of him. Yeah. Like, Oh yes, we love you now. Or, Hey, one of, us is going to try and kill you to suppress their own homophobic feelings. Yeah, it was they own homo homoerotic feelings. You know what I mean. Yeah, they they had a moment where their friend came out to them and they were uncomfortable with it, but they learned and they grew from it and that was a very real thing. So it was nice to see. And yeah. It was nice to see them growing. And it was funny, the the guy who read through the whole movie, like, he was not, <laughs> he didn't seem like the type to, like, read and stuff like that. And then uh, he was trying to have small talk with Adam and asked him <laughs> if he's read any good literature lately. And Adam sent him a link to a uh, to an article about Kinsey who does the Kinsey scale, which is the scale on homosexuality and stuff like that. So he sent them that article. And since then you just see the character reading uh, progressively more in depth and uh, bigger books and novels and things like that on sexuality and like, uh, and just the dictionary. stuff like that. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, that's a, that's a cool like characterization. It's a cool thing to see uh, a character doing something like that. Do um, North- really learning and teaching themselves. Do North Koreans not really know what bananas are? I have no idea. I, I hope, like. I mean, I, <laughs> I hope it's not real, but also I do hope it's real because that's just insane. Yeah, that is insane. Um, no idea, no clue. So that was a moment I liked. Uh, a funny moment I liked when he was with Bradster the catfish the first time. Well first thing i didn't like bradster was like oh are you shallow on looks and stuff and it's that was not what catfishing i feel yeah, like that's a lied. thing that, that's the thing that catfish catfishes say a lot is it like oh you know i want to find someone that's not shallow and stuff like that and it's like that's not how you do that but also because you're lying this is the thing you are trying to find someone who is shallow because you're getting the most attractive picture exactly so you're opening yourself up to that yeah Exactly. Instead of just putting yourself out there, then you would know. And it, you're trying to emotionally manipulate someone into yeah. liking you, even though you kind of suck. Jess asks Chris if they were in bed together, him and Adam, and they were. But I, I mean, I do have guy friends that I have slept in the same bed with. I'm like, that's just a thing. Like Wasn't that, that Train who asked that? No. Well, she tra- sa- uh, she says it later. Okay. Or no, yeah, it was. It was Train, not Jess. It was Train or Rachel, as we find out at the end. But yeah, she does ask that at okay. the bar where we actually see, because I, and I, there, there's just so much about this movie that I like. But when Rachel's talking to him, he, you know, before that, we see him trying to be supportive of Adam and being like, no, guys, we have to support Adam. 
And then you see him talking to Rachel and or Train and uh, or Tracy or Tracy. Uh, her real name's Rachel. So you see him talking to her and he's talking about how much it's making him feel awkward and stuff like that. And she's like, she calls him out on it. She's like, do you know how hard that was for your friend to do that? And you're just talking about how awkward poker night was and stuff like that. So she checks him on a little bit of his homophobia that he's, he's internalizing and seeing. And then he grows from that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, great. And that's one of those things. It's like, you know, all of us do have to check ourselves, even, you know, even me, I'm gay myself, but I have to check myself on my internalized um, homophobia and things like that. Um, everyone does, because if you do grow up with privilege or you grow up in a situation where things like that are normalized, homophobia and racism and stuff like that, you have to constantly be aware of yourself and check yourself because, you know, you're not going to just suddenly be perfect. Yeah. Just because you're aware of homophobia or aware of racism and, and things like that. You're, you're not going to be perfect. You have to check yourself. You have to watch yourself, especially if you're someone who is in privilege. Um, so that's a nice moment that I, we saw. I also liked that because he then takes what she says and does it for Adam. He tries to like make himself better for him yeah. instead of which other movies would do is to uh, impress the girl. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not even going to call her again because I, I don't think. Because he was like, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kind of says, I'm not going to focus on that at all. I'm just going to focus on making this situation that I'm not, you know, like, you know, he's, what, he's focusing on Adam because he knows that Adam is lonely and Adam is, you know, he, he feels lonely because he hasn't been with anyone in years and he just really wants to find someone to be with someone. Yeah. So he's focusing on that. He's like, and he tells, uh, or two and the other guy, I don't remember his name. He tells them that he wants to, um, that Adam is depressed and sad and that they need to be there for him. And they are. They are. It's it's so good. But back before my tangent on the uh, in bed thing, whenever they were leaving the restaurant <laughs> and you see you see Adam in the car and Brad is like standing out of it. He's like, I need a home to water my plants. And Brad's like, oh, what are your plants? What, is, what does that entail? And then I was just like, well, it's uh, if you close your eyes, tilt your head, and then he just drives away. Yeah. <laughs> Best exit. It was great. Uh, beautiful. How many more notes do you got? Uh, how do you know what Grinder is when they're trying to oh, help yeah. him through the apps and stuff? And Ortu and the other guy are just like talking about Grinder, and they're just like, "What? How do you know what this is?" And then like it keeps going on throughout the movie, <laughs> and then finally Adam says, "How do you know so much about gay stuff?" <laughs> yeah, and it's never explained. They ne they never they never acknowledge it. Other than that, just like, why do you know so much about this? Just nothing. <laughs> just. Different conversations happen. It's great. It's beautiful. The farting thing that was, yeah, just be respectful of your dates. Don't fart in a car together after you had nachos so that it's. And if you stank. accidentally, like, if they apologize. notice it, if they clearly noticed it, apologize. If it doesn't seem like they heard it or anything, don't bring it up. But if they wink at you afterwards, oh, keep doing it. 
And they're like, ooh, that's the kind of thing I'm into. Corwin's reading his notes, which that means this podcast is mine. Oh, <laughs> are your notes just a bunch of gay dudes when he's trying to practice with Adam? Adam's trying to practice with Chris about coming out to his parents. And he, he just starts naming off famous gay people. Just saying like, no, <laughs> mom, the, it's okay. The, all these. He didn't even say it's okay. He's just like, Elton John, Elton John. Uh, beautiful. And then he goes, no, I, I also have famous lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I'm getting Elton John confused because at the, at dinner when he's yeah. trying to come out with his mom, he's just like, mom, I am Elton John. <laughs> and just, that's it. He didn't actually come out that time. Uh, and his mom is, is from the office. It's Kate Flannery. Yeah. She's I think that's great. her name. I don't know her name. I think it's Meredith in the office. Is that what she, oh, her I've, name is I've in never the seen the office. She's I the mean, redheaded. I've seen it, but she's the redheaded lady. She's, I've never she's sat great. down to start watching. Uh, he's close with his parents. He has dinner with them all the time. So that's cute. Um, it's just an interesting, like little small town, like slice of life movie. Uh, so that's beautiful to see the uh, guy he goes on the double date with, with Chris and Jess. And I think it was Mark, the artist. He says, oh, how can you do that? How can you go through life never creating art? I don't think I could do that. And that was just such, that's so pretentious and shitty because just, I mean, he's a mechanic. So, you know, cars themselves are, it's an engineering marvel. It's, yeah. it is a work of art. So to be able to fix those and things, it's not different from getting into, um, you know, artistic pursuits so to just kind of dismiss someone's knowledgeable skills like that just because it's not a traditional um thing like you know paintings and stuff like that doesn't mean that there's no art in that and there's so much art in math and in science i've told people who have you know either blue collar or even white collar things that aren't in the arts i tell them I'm super envious of them because I've tried quitting music so many times. But when I do it, like I can't for some, like I get anxious about it and I wish I could. And I'm envious of these people who uh, don't have to deal with this constant, like dark voice in the back of their head. Who's saying you have to make a rap song that's, that's going to impact the world or you're a piece of shit. I mean, I'm going to put a nice filter on that. <laughs> I, I think the thing to take from from this, this specifically right here, is that there is so much in the world that's connected through art and science and math, things like that. Um, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have, is it STEM majors that are the art and mechanics and like all that oh, stuff. I have no idea you shouldn't have you know majors dealing with sciences and math and not bring art into your life in a sense because a lot of those connect um like when you're designing you're designing a product that you want to work for an everyday person or you know you want someone to use every day and stuff like that you want to design it in a way that it is functional and beautiful so yeah. you need you need art. Everyone does. And there is so much art in math itself, just how functions work and how like in math and art itself as well. And you see things like the Vitruvian man and stuff like that, where you're from Leonardo da Vinci, 
like a lot of great artists and pieces of art that we see today, a lot of it is interconnected through um, art and math and things like that. So it's important. Be well-rounded. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like it's rap, important. music and rap music's just a syllable count. It's mathematic. You got to match up those syllables with uh, how the beat's going. Music is math. Music is just wavelength. Yeah. Like it's it, a lot of it, like a lot of it. Uh, Chris calls him a honey duder. That's yeah. his pet name. Beautiful. I mean, it, it was one time. It's not like he called it a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess says, Adam's gay and he's gay. What more is there? There's a lot more. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that a lot of people fall into. It's like, oh, these two gay. Why don't they just get together? It's like, just because they're both gay doesn't mean they should be together. There's a lot more to that. I just wrote Jess is the worst because she is the worst. She is. And then I have my don't know titties. I'm gay. Uh, Adam, when he finally does come out to his mom, he takes the sausage out of his, a sausage out of his father's hand. And then basically he says, mom, you don't get it. It's like this. And, and just, just like feverishly shoves it in his mouth in and out. He basically gives a blowjob to the sausage in a way. And everyone's like, what? And his dad's just like, Adam, I was eating that. <laughs> He doesn't care about anything else going yeah. on. He's just like, I was eating that. You just wasted food. <laughs> you just, you, and then handed it back to me. Why did you take my sausage like that? I wanted it. Uh, weird almost kiss. I could understand why that happened. Yeah. Uh, drunk. And then, you know, moving in that way is just, it's a very, it was a very sexual thing that happened. But I'm glad that they resolved it. Uh, we did have to have some kind of you know, conflict yeah. in the movie. And it was, uh, it was, it was really well done. I've always wanted to do a buddy movie, like a friendship movie where there is no conflict between friends. It's the friends are always together. It's like, yeah, I hate that part of Tenacious D and the pick of destiny where they split. Yeah. It shouldn't happen that way. If you are best friends throughout forever, just the conflict should be with an outside force, not those friends. And even you can have conflict with your friends, but it, a big part of being friends and like knowing each other for years and stuff like that is when you do have conflict, you can talk about it and you can resolve it quickly. You don't have a falling out yeah. over it. Um, just don't be shitty to your friends, basically. And that won't happen. Even though I guess like my sister and her friends were constantly having fallouts then making up like her and her friend Mallory probably stopped being friends from a fight maybe seven times throughout their 15 years of knowing each other. I mean, just don't be shitty is my only advice yeah. for keeping friends. Like, don't be shitty. And if you do something shitty, acknowledge it. Own up to it. Pride sucks. And hey, it sucks if, for everyone. So don't be too prideful. Here's here's some advice. If you and your friend start fighting, just do a quick little break. Start tickling each other, and then oh you'll be fine. Oh, my God. Cole, Never you, tickle me in your life. Or when I'm going to tickle you. My you friend Dakota die. Rust and I used to tickle each other. <laughs> I'm not responsible for my actions if you try that. You uh, have one more note, Corwin. I've got three. Why did he go out with Bradster again? I don't understand that. Bradster was also the worst. Why did he do that? I know he was lonely. was dumb. Uh, he said, I'm gay and I'm shy. Felt that. Felt that real <laughs> hard. 
Uh, and then I wrote that Dorothy Kuda is adorable because she oh, shows yeah. up at the end and she was adorable. I loved her. I wish we saw more of her in the movie. She was adorable. And that's it. That's all my notes. All right. What you got to plug? Oh, wait. Do, would you recommend the movie? Absolutely. I would absolutely recommend Watch the movie. Watch this movie. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Thank you so much for making it, everyone that was involved in the process. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be tweeting at you probably. Yeah. Like we have done in the past. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, I have to plug my uh, theater company, Saltbox Theater Collective. We are doing a show in July uh, and beginning of August. Uh, we're doing uh, Macbeth. Oh, I'm, I'm not hearing it. I plugged my ears. <laughs> He's plugging his ears because it's superstitious, but we're not in a theater, so it's fine. Theater of the um, mind, I keep saying so it. So we're doing that. Uh, I will be in it personally, so you can <gasps> come and see me. I got and... it. Oh, can I get a comp? I'm kidding. I will pay for a <laughs> ticket. <laughs> uh, so we're doing that. Uh, look up our website, sawboxtheater.org. Uh, all the information will be in the description. As always, that is my main plug. Also, follow us on Twitter this, at This Movie's Gay. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Core Winning. Core Winning. And uh, that's, that's it. Those are my plugs. Hey, guys. Listen Share to my this other with your friends. Yes, absolutely. Give us a five star rating on iTunes. Listen to my other podcasts, such as Mostly Speaking Sentai, What the Hellmouth, that's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast, and I'll get there. Also, I th I'm going to be on Hit It and Crit It. It's a D&D podcast. I'll be a player character. That's going to be in a few weeks. That's as many details as I can give about that. There are a current campaign going on, but it'll be a nice reset of where the campaign goes when I am included into it. If you would like to listen to any of these podcasts, either search them on what it, wherever you're listening or go to mlmpod.com. That's M-L-M-P-O-D.com. And also listen to my rap music, Marshland Monster. You can download all of my CDs completely for free at mlmpod.com. And... If you would like to donate, go to MLMPod.com. We're trying to get an AC unit specifically for the recording space. It's going to be $130 to get a, a cheap one. Please, uh, we need it. Uh, let's get it, baby. We'll shout you out just like we've shouted out. Uh, Steve F. at Hit People Guy on Twitter. Power Playthrough, P Playthrough on Twitter. Eric from Ranger Command, Ranger Command, PH on Twitter. And uh, it takes two to Toku on Twitter. They've donated. Let's get it in, baby. Also, if you're in Chicago and you're looking for a place in an apartment, go to ICM Properties. They're not paying us to do this. However, they have a referral bonus. Put down James McCollum. That's M-C-C-O-L-L-U-M. And guess what? I'll get $500. It would be great if you did that. They're great. The one fault they do have, however, is when they are repairing something that, you know, if they don't have to, like, hire a contractor to do, you know, it's something a super can do, they will be there within hours, meaning if you tell them late at night, they will be knocking on your door at 7 a.m. Yes, that's a very good problem to have, but... If you like sleeping in or at least sleeping until nine and don't want to be waking up by someone just pounding on your door, it might scare you. <gasps> but yeah, ICMproperties.com. They have a bunch of places throughout Chicago. You'll find a place you love. James McCollum on the referral. All right. That's, that's all I have. Bye. Bye.
that was good. Yeah. Bye-bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.